1: Hey, good evening, sports fans. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL podcast, number 302. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and this is December 2nd. Welcome to the off season. That's right. This 2018 CFL season is history. It's in the books. It's toast. It's gone out of here. Uh I heard saw the first hashtag, but is it June yet? Thanks, Will, for putting that up there and pissing us all off. No, anyhow. Um, yeah, this is it. This is our last. This is going to be our last um, podcast for 2018 period. We're going to take a month off, recuperate, refresh, get into the holiday spirit, spend time with the family, with whoever, whatever we're going to do. And we're just going to complete. Nobody's going to walk away from football because we're all fans. So we're going to be paying attention and everything else. And if something monumental happens, we might do a show. But you know what? Otherwise, we're coming back January 2nd. And uh, that's going to be the Wednesday, uh, right after um, New Year's. And uh, we'll start with once a week from there on. Okay, so that's kind of what we're going to do. Uh, do I have any rants? No, there's nothing going on. I mean, we got lots to talk about. We got a whole pile of different things. We got a. No, I'm not going to do anything. Okay, let's just open Mike's got two guys with us tonight, we've got uh, Charles Cliff and Will McDonald, welcome to the show, Charles. Good evening, I'm going through football
0: withdrawal.
1: Yeah, already?
0: And it's only been one week, this is bad. Already? Dude. I, I'm only kidding, it's not that bad, but uh, you know, it, it's gonna,
1: <laughs> it'll get worse <laughs> before it gets better. Oh, I'm sure it will, definitely. Yep anything neat new wonderful anything interesting happening
0: uh nothing here really just uh getting ready for the holidays had our um office christmas dinner last night so that was okay except for the service was terrible
1: sorry to hear that yeah yeah we we went out over the, the weekend went up the cam loops and uh hung out there for a while, me and the missus went on a date night, went off, had an absolutely fabulous steak dinner, and uh, we stayed at the, um, what's it called, the uh, Hampton Hilton or something like Mm -hmm. this. And what a shitty, it's supposed to be a really nice hotel. What a shitty little hotel. I mean, it was all nice and everything else. But, you know, they got the, the swimming pools just off Bobby. So you got to come out yeah. of the elevators, walk across the 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 entire lobby to go into the swimming pool where they have a nice swimming pool, hot tub and a and a big uh water slide. Water
0: slide. I've seen there. Yeah, that's the hamlets. They,
1: the they don't offer you bathrobes.
0: No, they don't offer so, bathrobes.
1: So you're going to be trucking through the lobby in your bathing suit. Yep. That's just tacky and disgusting. I don't understand that.
0: Hmm.
1: I wouldn't do it. We didn't do it. We wanted to go for a hot tub, but you know what? I'm not doing that. That's just, that's just mm-hmm. not right. So anyhow, uh, moving on. We're it, it, mm-hmm. we're going to try something else. We'll do the Sheraton next time, and then there's another one uh-huh. in there who, whatever. We'll just m- m- do all the different hotels in town. It's only 40 minutes for me from here, that's and true. it's a, yeah. a nice overnight for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Besides, it gets us away from the grandkids. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cool thing. And uh, while we were there, while we were there, you know, you do the run, you did the, you know, we did a, uh, actually, we went up there because my wife went to physio, and then uh, we went to, bought a spin bike at, uh, you know, Craigslist, and then we went out for dinner, and then we went to see a movie. And the only thing that I have Mm -hmm. to say about this movie was it was absolutely fucking amazing. So you got out watching,
0: which movie was that?
1: We went to see Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, right. Absolutely
1: an amazing movie. Uh, yeah. I recommend it to everybody. If you're a, queen, a fan of Queen music at all, uh, I'm a huge Queen fan. I'm a huge Freddie Mercury fan. It, absolutely amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Stellar. Yeah. And uh, they did well, uh there's a couple of things in it that I was a little confused with, and I'm gonna go see it again, just you know to make sure that I got it right but uh yeah, great movie, absolutely great movie, yeah, so, okay, let's uh bring will in here. how you doing, Bud?
2: I'm good. <laughs> there's two things, okay, um last weekend at the Great Cup, I stayed up twice after midnight. And then I stayed up till 11:30 for our show on Monday, and it took me a whole week to recover. Okay, I well, think sleep is as important as I get old. <laughs> okay. And as far as well, Bohemian Rhapsody, as far as Bohemian Rhapsody goes, I have not seen the movie yet, but I did see some comments on Facebook, and the comment was, "Wow." that music was great. And I was thinking, where were you guys in the seventies? Okay. Cause it was great in the seventies too. Okay. So
1: I, mean, I mean, you know, it, it was actually amazing and it was funnier than hell. Um, uh, Mike Myers, I'm, I'm going to, it's a bit of a spoiler, but Mike Myers plays this, that, uh, a guy from, uh, EMI records who is, um, is the responsible, the, you know, the, the guy who hires queen to do a, uh, the record mm-hmm. he gives them a lot of grants, gives them a lot of money up front to go off and do this this thing, and Freddie comes back with uh, a night at the opera, which is uh, it's just an absolutely amazing album. But and, it, and it, it headlines with Bohemian Rhapsody, and he goes, "What the hell is Bohemian Rhapsody? What is the point of it? It's six minutes long. It it is right. It, and it what is the thing? And he goes." I can't. There's something about it, it. It's just like way too long. And then Freddie turns mm-hmm. around and goes, "I pity your wife if you think six minutes is eternity." Come on, think about that one for a second. Anyhow, yeah, um, we no, got it. A, it. We just, Mike yeah. Myers is sitting there and he says, "There's no way that two guys you'll ever find teenagers banging their heads to this song in their car." Do you get that line? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yes.
0: yes. From yeah, Wayne's no, World? That's a reference to Wayne's World.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I don't know, you guys are a poor audience tonight. Uh, no, 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 I, I got it. I got to laugh, I got to say that it's funny, you know? No, the movie's that's spectacular and, and, and totally amazing, and I recommend it anybody who likes listening to Queen music. And uh, they, they played Queen songs in there that I forgot were even Queen songs.
0: Yeah, you forget after a while because it's so yeah. many hits, and then you yeah. hear it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was a Queen song. Oh yeah, that was a Queen song. Let me try Radio Gaga. Now.
1: Hmm. Radio Gaga. Okay. You don't remember that Radio song. Radio Gaga. I don't. You <laughs> go go YouTube it, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it cool. was totally amazing. It was an absolutely amazing movie. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk some football. You you guys up for that? We don't have a game to <laughs> preview. We don't idea. have a game to review. We're off-season, so we're just going to start bad. right in with uh, articles, and we're going to go through those, and we're going to just keep going. And when we're done with those, we're going to go find some more articles, because, hey, why not? It's fun. Okay. Okay, <clears throat> so the first segment here is what do you see – What do you see going on in the coaching carousel kicking into high gear with the openings in both Toronto and BC? Who do you think are the favorites to these two teams? Okay, so did you guys read my rant? I, uh, I did rant. not see that one.
2: Which which one?
1: Okay. Is it this one? Yes, this is it. Okay, it's, a, it's about the coaching carousel that's going on. And uh, it, it starts out, there's a lot of discussion about who will coach in BC and Toronto. Let's look at the options. Okay, so here's my opinion on this. And after each one of them, you guys tell me whether or not you agree or not, okay? Mm-hmm. okay. Devon Claybrooks, currently the defensive coordinator in Calgary. He's not going to either team. The man likes to win. If he stays in the CFL, why would he leave Calgary? This man is destined for the NFL. He has already received one offer from Dallas with with more to come. Do you agree with that, Will? No. Yes. Why why would he go to BC or Toronto uh, to
2: lose? I I I mean there is there is that thing and and if he's a normal person, he would like to increase his lot in life and yeah. be a head coach and be fully in charge mm-hmm. but don't forget don't forget he had a huge health scare this year
0: yeah and
2: i think he's uh he's uh come down to smelling the roses a little bit and i i don't know he he might he might not it's hard to say i mean you couldn't turn down an nfl job could you no. turn down? Could you turn down a CFL job where you know you don't really know what your team's going to be like right now? And I mean, is he, as Christopher Jones always says, Bo Levi Mitchell is great because he plays on a great team? Is Devon Claybrook's great because he has great players? That's my question.
1: Are right? right, his players and great because of and, him? Yeah.
2: Well, I don't think so. They've got Uh, some great players.
1: It's a little bit of both, I think.
2: And once again, as far as BC goes, we let's remember Benavides when he was the head coach in BC.
1: Oh yeah. And he's a
2: defensive guy, and he's a defensive guy. We cannot forget that. No sir, we cannot. But yeah, I would say I don't know if he's going to go anywhere.
1: It's hard to say. Yeah, I, I
2: I
0: don't think so.
1: Charles, what do you think? I mean, Clay they said, sorry, oh, they sorry. said he was
2: offered the Montreal job last year, but um, yeah, I would have turned that one down
0: myself. Uh, so. Who wouldn't have? Yeah. Um, so. Clay Brooks, uh, I think there's a chance he could end up, he's not going to go to Toronto. I think if he no. goes anywhere, he'll go to BC. But um, I'm not, uh, I think that's, at best a fifty fifty.
1: I don't think it's that great.
0: Okay. Might not be.
1: Orlando Steinauer, assistant head coach in Hamilton. This man left a very lucrative NCAA position to come back to a meaningless, mean nothing position on the team he loves. Once Austin was removed, this opened the door for him to return. I don't see June Jones leaving anytime soon. Expect Steinauer to replace Jerry. Grant Glanville by adding the DC position to his assistant head coach title. And since this, since I wrote this, Ty Cats have said that Orlando yep. is not going anywhere. No, that, he's not going anywhere. I'm not going to. Uh, with, there's nothing to discuss on this one because Orlando's not going anywhere. Okay, so no. um, Noel Thorpe, defensive coordinator in Ottawa. This man made his mark in Montreal helping Trustman win back back championships. Bad situation with Pop and Thorpe leaves his natural progression to head coach. He's the number one candidate for either city. Oh, oh. Charles, well, I don't
0: um, okay, well, I just oh, I'll go. Uh I somehow, I don't know, I got a gut feeling that Noel Thorpe will be the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts next year. Okay. Why? Uh, I just think he's been in the East for most of his career, and um, I just see him being a good fit there. I think that they've got not a terrible defense there, and that's his specialty. So, well, then again, BC's got a pretty good defense, too. I don't know. I just think he'll want to stay in the East. He's been in the East for a while, and uh, I think they're going to probably um, go after him hard.
1: Okay, um, okay, okay. And okay. for some reason, then, I know the Lions are probably
0: – sorry, go on.
1: I'm going to ask you a question. Why did Noel Thorpe leave Montreal?
0: Jim Paul. Uh, get a, Oh, Jesus, I didn't even – put two and two Did together. I probably should have. Yeah, Jim Pop. Maybe not. Jeez. I didn't even put two and two together. I should have. Hmm. Right? Well, I'm going to stay with it, but uh, I'm a little less confident of it now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Will, what's your thoughts on this one?
2: Well, my thoughts were what you're exactly what you're thinking from the beginning. I think he's only a candidate for one of the jobs. Because yeah. he was in Montreal and they and they didn't give him the head coaching job and they had many opportunities to give him the head coaching job and it did and not happen. It. And he wanted it and it did not happen. And I don't think he's gonna go to Toronto, not with Jim Pop there. Nope. No, no way. Not with Jim Pop there. Um but once again, you go back to BC and you're making a defensive guy the head coach.
1: I know, I know. So, I know. There's not a lot of options out there, okay? Okay? So, moving on. Next guy, Jerry Glanville. He's the defensive coordinator in Hamilton. I'm laughing while I write this. (laughs) Okay? I really was. Talented man that just won't let go. The oldest person in the CFL and not by a little bit. Has... He has said he loves this league and wish he'd come up here sooner. I can see Glanville taking the head coaching job in Toronto. Go ahead, Will. Um, I, you know
2: what? Nothing's impossible. Um, um, I think for once, he might give that Toronto team a little bit of flair and a little bit of... You know limelight, and maybe that's what they need in Toronto to make that team popular again. Because yep. uh, if you've ever if you've ever heard interviews with Jerry Glanville, they're pretty funny. Let me tell you, because he's just a he's just a guy, okay, and he's he's hilarious. And you know what? He has probably he does have a resume. Oh that's bigger than anybody in the CFL for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: I hate to use but, this line, but he's probably forgotten more about football than most people know.
1: So, he he is a little weird considering he has every time that his he took his team on the road, he booked an extra hotel room for Elvis Presley.
2: That's what he does. That's okay. what he does. Strange. That's what he does, baby.
1: So uh, you, know, you got and and guess
2: what? We're talking about that, and the guy's not even a head coach. Okay, I know.
1: Okay, I know. I know. okay so it's kind of funny there. Charles, what thoughts on Jack Glanville going to Toronto?
0: Uh, I don't think he's going there personally. I think he's probably going to stick with his buddy June Jones in Hamilton, uh, whether he's the defensive uh, coordinator or what. Um, I don't know. I know he said he has said how he loves the CFL. I just have a problem seeing any team hiring a 75-year-old as as a head coach. I okay. I mean, sure, it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I wouldn't put money on it personally.
1: Okay. Now, i asked got to ask you this question. Do you believe that Jerry Glanville needs to work?
0: No, not at all.
1: Do you believe June Jones needs to work? Nope. They're doing this, why? Because they love football, I'm my, would be my guess. And, and it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't fun, why would they be doing it? Right? No, correct. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, if the CFL is just a toy to them, and now I, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, I'm not saying that either man is not taking their job seriously, but they, they're, they're really, they're just here because they're having fun, and when they're not having fun anymore, I'm sure they're going to leave. Yeah. Wouldn't it be real fun to go head to head against June Jones and the Ticats from the Argos the Highway? And the two of them have their own spe- their little toy team? Sure.
0: I don't doubt that at all.
1: So I'm not going to disregard him going to Toronto just yet because I think that that's, there, there's some optics here that look really cool that these two guys would just do this to, to have fun. Mm hmm. Do it for a season and, and then right. both leave. I,
2: I, I would yep. assume at this age, that's all it is for, is fun. For fun, okay? yeah. Because, you know, they're not making the money they made in the NFL, for sure. No. Um, but, you know, and and after all, guys, what can I say about Jerry Glenville? You realize that there's another guy who's 72 years old, and he runs the country, right?
0: 72 years old.
1: You talk about Donald oh, you're Trump? talking about Donald Trump, yeah.
2: Yes, sir, I'm talking about Donald Trump. If
1: that's what you call running a country, okay. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically, technically, he is the president and he yes. is running the country. Okay, yes, you can't uh, yes, argue am with me.
0: No, I didn't no, say I he was not. running it
2: well. I didn't say he was running it well. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Jerry Glanville is going to run the team well, either. But I don't think it's better than a particular twelve-year-old who's running
1: Canada right now. Anyways, yes, but we're not going to go there. This is a football show. Okay, so uh, next one up, Mark Tressman, currently unemployed, by but is being paid for the 2019 season by the Argos. Mark may just call it a career. I saw him in BC, but Herbie said that he does not want a forehead coach. He gave Chris Jones and Jay Moss shots. Tressman's best shot is in Montreal, but that train wreck has already confirmed Mike Sherman. Pay attention to what Wetnell's comments lately. Do not be surprised with the major house cleaning in Montreal and Mark back where he started. Well. Take that one.
2: Um, well, they should be doing major house cleaning, and they haven't. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame Mike Sherman for any of the stuff last year because
0: <laughs>
2: there's somebody else who's been there for a year before him, and he should have lost his job last year, and he didn't lose his job last year. And maybe is just gonna say, okay, screw this, it's over, it's done. I'm back in charge, and he's gonna hire Mark Tre- or he's gonna hire Tressman. I'm shocked. We haven't heard a lot from Tressman since he left, and he's not making any comments. So, you know, maybe he's thinking he's gonna take a year off so he can. Get his head back on straight over all the stuff that's happened with his family this year. So you never yeah, know about that. Yeah, he's had that. a bad year. You know what? You know what? Sometimes mm-hmm. work and and that stuff just is not important anymore. Okay. So,
1: right? Agreed. When you the year that you had. He the the that you had. Career. Yeah. Yeah, and it's too bad because he's mm-hmm. a talented guy, I believe. So. Yeah, great guy, very humble. Like I love him. I, I'd love to see him in BC, but uh, I don't see Herbie doing that. Um no. No, I I think Mark Tresman is is you know he's he's a great man. But I just don't see him coming. I mean, you got to realize Mike Sherman was confirmed by Cavis Reed. And then the little all junior comes on and he says, "This team's a clusterfuck." Well, duh, do something about it. You own it. You're writing the checks. So don't be surprised with a house cleaning in Montreal, and uh, I would put Mark Trestman at the top of the, that list for head coach in Montreal.
2: Yep, and and then does, let's uh, let's think about this: if Mark Trestman were to sign there as head, the head coach, does he bring Anthony Calvillo back to Montreal? Yes. In whatever whatever capacity.
0: Yes. He might come back
1: as like the OC or something like that.
2: I don't think he's quite ready
1: for the OC, but uh, quarterback of some sort. Quarterback coach, no problems, 100%. Yep. Anthony Calvillo should be in Montreal. I agree. Anthony Calvillo should be in Montreal. It's where his roots are, where his history is. It's where the fans appreciate him. He needs to be in Montreal. He needs to be there in Mark Trestman's organization. Wetzel just needs to step up and do what's right and pull the trigger. Charles, thoughts on this one?
0: Well, I mean, they've already announced that they're going to bring both of them back. They can always change their mind. I, I still no, I don't understand. No, they didn't that
1: Cavis Reed was coming back.
0: I thought they didn't announce any, that.
1: Nobody said anything about Cavis Reed. The only thing that was said was Cavis Reed. Said Mike Sherman was coming back. Okay,,
0: hmm. We've never
1: heard a word about whether or not Cavis Reed is staying. We haven't heard a word Cavis Reed has been fired, okay
0: mm-hmm. so
1: the the only thing that happened was Cavis Reed said Mike Sherman is coming back to coach his team next year. Mhm Now, if Cavis Reed is all of a sudden fired, that means you know don't don't hold your breath on Mike Sherman sticking around.
0: Yeah, probably. Well, if that were to happen, then I would see. Yeah, there's a good chance you see Mark Dressman come back. Okay. Yeah, I I think it's a possibility. Um, I don't know why they would want to bring Cabeath Reed back. I think uh, he's been a disaster as a GM. He's not getting any better.
1: <laughs> That's an underestimation. Wow. You know that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, God, it's would You're being awful. very conservative.
0: I feel so bad for the people in Montreal to put up with that crap.
1: <clears throat> okay. So the next guy I got on my list here is Paul Lapalis. Currently the O C in Winnipeg. Family stability is more important for Paul than his ego. Don't expect him to go anywhere until he is either fired or O'Shea. Paul gets promoted to head coach. I know he's interviewing for B C and Toronto and would have to be an absolute perfect fit for him I don't believe it is Paul Appelice interviewed in BC two years ago and turned down the job with Wally turned down the OC position knowing that Wally was going to retire in a year or two so the natural progression would be him to be head coach Uh, so he stayed OC in Winnipeg and now turns down the head coaching job in BC why not he did it two years ago I, I don't see him going anywhere. He's in Winnipeg next year. Will?
2: Well, well, I, I think maybe. Huh, I, I guess nobody's asked Paul LaPolice the question if if Chris if if Nichols could win a Grey Cup. Maybe if he signs with BC, we'll know his answer to that. I still well, think. And I've heard from a lot of people that Paul LaPolice is a bit of a control freak. And I know he wants to be a head coach somewhere. And why wouldn't you be a head coach in BC? I mean, it's a why. Why would
1: he turn down the OC position behind Wally? Spend a year or two with Wally um, and then become maybe, head coach?
2: Maybe, maybe he didn't think he was ready. Maybe he thought there was a better chance of uh, Mike O'Shea getting fired. You never know. Mm-hmm. Why, why move your family when you might have the head coaching job anyways?
0: And sometimes people just change their mind after a couple of years.
2: Yeah, maybe absolutely. Want to people, can't change, people, people can't change their mind. He's got it, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, if everybody's thinking Mike Riley's going to sign in BC, I know a number of coaches who jump at that, at that to uh, coach BC. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. If once BC solidifies its quarterback positioning, if they can, thank God that that, that opens the door. I mean, every coach in the world would want to coach Mike Riley. Uh the downside to this is um the head coach is going to be in positioned in BC long before free agency starts.
0: That's what that's exactly what I was going to say. You can't you can't drag this out until free agency. That would be crazy. No. No, I it,
1: this is the 2nd of December. Expect by the 15th BC has a head coach.
0: Yeah, I agree
2: with that. And they should. Yeah.
1: Okay. So uh, the next one up is, uh, well, the last one but I have. Sorry, up
2: sorry. Hold on, hold on. One second. Does that go against? Does that go against what's his name? Uh, God, BC's general manager. What's his name? Ed Hervey. Uh, Ed Hervey. Ed Hervey. That also goes against Ed Hervey's plan because Paul Lappalies has been a head coach before.
1: In Winnipeg. Yes, we so know that. Would,
2: so he wouldn't be a new head coach.
1: No. No, but because he's an OC and he's been working as an OC for quite some time that he might get a pass on that one. I don't know Ed Hervey's philosophy on that, and I'm not going to try to get into his head. There's weird shit happening on in there, and I, it would scare me. Uh, Charles, what do you got to say about L- Paul least?
0: I honestly could very easily see him in, in BC. Um, they've talked to him before. Uh, I know what you're saying about why did he turn down the Lions a few years ago. Well, things change over time. Um, he's got a good offense there in um, in Winnipeg, but maybe he wants to have the challenge to build one. Like uh, people are saying, if he thinks there's a chance that Mike Riley could show up in uh, B.C., well, I'm sure he'd love to have a team with a, a quarterback like Mike Riley. Like you said, any coach would be. Um, so... Um, I do think um, there's a good chance he's a Lions coach. I, I've i wondered about that for a while. I know the Lions are talking to him. The Argos are talking to him, too. Um, I just see him as a guy that eventually is going to want to get out of the OC position and uh, get into a head coaching position, and he might have his pick of the litter here. And uh, I I think it's a, a possi- at least a somewhat of a good possibility that he's I don't know if I would call him the favorite, but he, I think he's up at the top of the, in the running.
1: Okay. So I really have no idea who the coach in B.C. will be. But I can tell you who it should not be. And Mark Washington is not good enough to be the D.C. in B.C. So please do not promote him to a position he is ill-prepared for. Remember Benavides. Please do not forget Benavides. And Jarius Jackson is less desirable than Washington. So, in conclusion, Noel Thorpe signing in B.C., Jerry Glanville to Toronto. That's my call. What's yours? Will?
2: Sorry, what was the question?
1: Oh, shut up. The question is what... What? What? Who do you think is going to be in BC? Who do you think is going to be in Toronto? I say it's Noel Thorpe in BC and Jerry Glanville in Toronto.
2: Um. No, I don't know who's going to be in either place. Um. I think Paul Lapolis in in BC, and in Toronto, I would go with Jerry Glanville.
1: Okay. Charles, who's your pick for BC? Um, who's your pick for Toronto?
0: I am going to say, oh boy, oh uh, you threw a curve in because I never, um, I never thought about the whole Jim um, Pop thing. But uh, oh, what the heck? I'm going to say Paul Applebee will end up in BC and Noel Thorpe will end up. No, you know, yeah. Paul Applelees will end up in BC, and Noel Thorpe will end up in, in Toronto. Okay. That's probably unlikely because of the Jim Pop, because I wasn't really thinking of that connection, but I'm going to stick with that anyways.
1: Okay, so uh, we've just heard from the peanut gallery. Our, our good friend, Mark Weddolph, is listening to the podcast at work, I guess. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that loud, just in case your boss is listening, too. And he said, if you want a vanilla offense at crunch time, go with La Police. So this is a Bomber fan who just wants to kick this guy out the door. So
2: I'm sorry. You need a vanilla offense to go along with the vanilla quarterback you have. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, is Paul
1: Lightly's just creating an offense to, to, so that he doesn't overwhelm the talents of of your mediocre game managing quarterback. What do you think there, Mark? Sorry, call him out on the air. I can't believe he hasn't put up his number yet. Okay, so it's a, it's a good one. I I honestly don't think that uh Yeah, yeah, and, and further down people have said, oh, "Oh, you didn't you didn't make any comment about Mike Benavides." I don't think Mike Benavides is a worthy a- to any position in the CFL. Yeah. And and then um Steve Sparksman came up and he said I didn't mention Corey Jamblin either. And I go uh, he's a potential head coach in Toronto. And yeah, he might be because he ran the the defense in, with the Argos last year. But how was that defense? It got shredded. Uh, that, yeah, it wasn't that good. And nope. Corey wasn't that good of a coach, head coach in Saskatchewan. He had an amazing team because it was put together phenomenally, which they bought. Which they bought. Over the salary cap all the time, so no, I, I I don't have in Corey Chamblin at all zero. So no, I don't see him coming back into the head coaching position anytime soon. Yeah, and and then then it just gets ridiculous with different people. Yeah, there's a people that are arguing with me about Washington. People, I mean,
0: people, just think back to the West Eastern semifinal in Hamilton. Watch how the defense played that game. We Who had was defense? the guy running that defense?
1: Oh, I didn't see any defense. Did Will, did you see defense on that game?
2: Yeah, I did. From Hamilton.
1: From um. Hamilton, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry. It takes it takes two teams to tango, okay? <laughs> I mean it is what it is. But yeah, no, Mark Washington, I I don't I don't you know I
0: don't see it.
2: I I, I don't see it either.
0: Well look, here's you know, when people bring this up, here's what I'm thinking about um when people bring well, this up.
1: Mark's calling me.
0: Uh-oh. I
1: think that must be a mistake.
0: We'd probably pocket Uh Look, look at defensive coordinators who have gone on to become successful head coaches. Wally First Buono. All, there's very few. Don Matthews. Wally Buono, Don Matthews. You could say somewhat Dave Ritchie, although he only won the one Grey Cup. Yeah. Um, but let's face it. these Mike guys. Mike Riley. Mike Riley. Yeah, Yeah, Mike Riley. Was he a a defensive coordinator?
2: Yeah, uh, he was a defensive coach.
0: Okay. Well, okay, fair enough. But typically when you got a quarterback, or excuse me, a quarterback, a defensive coordinator that goes on to be a successful head coach, they typically reach the pinnacle of being a defensive coordinator. They're considered a blue-chip defensive coordinator, one of the best in the business at running a defense. I'm sorry, Mark Washington is not anywhere close to a blue-chip defensive coordinator. He is not, not remotely in that conversation. So until you reach that level, you should not be talking about being a defensive uh, a head coach. You still have growing to do as an offensive coordinator. Now, I personally think that Mark Washington has made some strides as a defensive coordinator. You wouldn't know it by watching that last game that I referenced earlier, but the the Lions had a pretty good defense this season. Pretty good. Not great, not spectacular. You've got to start putting out, if you want to be a head coach in this league going from a defensive coordinator, you've got to put out spectacular defenses. Mark Washington has yet to do that. So until he starts putting out consistently, and I'm not talking about one year here or there, I'm talking about year after year of dominant defensive play, don't start talking about um, a head coach because you're not there yet as a defensive coordinator.
1: No, And you got to give Chris Jones a little bit of cut slack in here. But he won a... He won a great cup as a defensive coordinator. He won a great cup yes, as a defensive assistant coach. You know, he won a great cup as a head coach.
2: Because he right. had the best quarterback in the CFL on his team. That's why.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, that of course also he did. helped. It, it, of course it does. Of course it does. You, you have to be, defensive. if you're going to be a defensive mind person, you have to have a stellar offense and somebody else running. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, what defensive coach is going to look at it at third and a foot, a yard and a half and go, yeah, we can do that. Because he knows the defense is doing everything he can to stop it. So he's going to be hesitant to make that decision. And every defensive coach I've ever seen kicks the ball. Even Don Matthews, when he was absolutely eccentric, he kicked the ball. He went on some weird plays, granted, but for the most part, he was a conservative coach. So, you know, at Wally, I, Mr. C- conservative himself, I mean, come mm-hmm. on, seriously. No, I'm I, sorry, I want somebody who's got some balls that want to risk something that that's willing to put it on the line and trust his team and say, I'm putting it into the hands of the offense. I'm not going to kick the ball and put it in the hands of my defense.
2: Hey, how come we haven't heard uh, Jeff Reinbold's name thrown in there as the head coach in V.C.? Uh, nobody's going to put Jeff Reinbold in as uh, the head coach
1: anywhere.
0: They, 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 it's uh, the bomber tried I, that before. It worked horribly.
1: I, I hope he stays right where he is as the special teams coordinator in B.C. I love the man. I, I want a head coach in the position that's going to allow him some latitude to do the crazy-ass shit that he's good at. Seriously. He's the only coach in the entire team I would keep. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, now, that's Rye, a lot.
1: going back to Mike Riley, and we're talking about the coach, not the quarterback here. He's the last head coach that won with a great cut. He's also won two no, great cuts.
0: Was he the last yes, head he coach? Ninety. Yeah, ninety
1: nine. He, oh, he won twice in three okay. years.
2: It, it's just sorry guys, it's really hard for me to remember back that far.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And 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 he is uh, actually the head coach of one of these new uh, AAL teams.
2: AAL teams, yeah. Yeah,
1: the San Antonio. AAL, sorry. San Antonio Commanders. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's uh, move on and come back. Where are we going? Uh, going to the quarterback. Mike Riley has said that he is going to take free agency slowly. Is this a bad sign for the Edmonton Eskimos? Prospect of re-signing him. I think that if the Edmonton Eskimos were to re-sign Mike Riley, Mike Riley would be re-signed. I but agree. Even, yeah. I agree. If you look at his art, his uh, his comments recently, um, he said this contract not about money. For mm-hmm. So it's not about money. What is it about? Is it about winning? Is it about family? What's it about?
2: Is it about your team going out and getting good players? I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Is it about having an experienced GM to go out and get the good players? Could be about that as well. Maybe it's about about... having
0: a head coach that doesn't beat up Gatorade jugs.
2: Right. Is it about... Not having an idiot for a president could be about that as well. So,
1: what is Donald Trump about to do? Riley's
2: that's not the president I'm talking about, and you know it. Oh,
1: you're talking about Len Rhodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I see Mike. I don't see Mike Riley signing. Obviously, not before free agency because he is going to. uh, He can't sign anywhere without being a free agent. That is, of course, if uh, Ed Hervey and uh, Brock Sutherland do not do not make a deal and trade him to BC. At least then he'd get an ass back or another. Yeah, yeah some sort of an asset. I mean, I would do that if I was Sutherland. But that's beside the point. If you really believe you're, you're going to re-sign Mike Riley, you wouldn't trade him, obviously. So I think there's still thinking that they have the ability to sign him, but it's not going to get to the CBA complete before Mike Riley is signed. So my question is, uh, okay, so one of the things that you just said, Will, is that um, Mike Riley is waiting to see who signs in free agency. Do you think Mike Riley is going to wait for a week after free agency to see which team looks like they got the better deal? Do you think that matters to him? Mm -hmm. If, 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 S, if the Eskimos absolutely go off and break the bank at free agency and bring in some stellar players, uh, would that keep him in Edmonton?
2: Well, he says the money doesn't matter. And if they, if they break off chunks of money for free agency, they're not going to have money to pay
1: him anyways. He's, he's going to be the highest paid player in the CFL. There's no doubt about that. And he should be.
2: Well, I don't. I don't know about that because what did he make this year?
1: He was over five hundred thousand dollars.
2: And I do believe, I do believe that Kolaris I do believe that Calaris and um, <laughs> Matt Nichols are right up there. Okay.
1: Well, Matt Nichols made five and a quarter.
2: I know. I know, and that sends Boy. shivers up my spine.
1: I it, it's, And then how Walter's turns around and says, we believe this guy's the guy that's going to take us to the Grey Cup. Yeah, believe Drew Willie was, too.
2: And they gave him the same kind of money.
1: Huh? And they gave him the same kind of money. Come on. who 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 in this league actually thinks that there's a management team in Winnipeg with an intelligence level. And I don't. They have made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake, and their team bails them out. Mike, Michael O'Shea has made terrible coaching decisions, and his team bails him out. Kyle Walters, Drew Willey, Justin Medlock. Come on, look at the money he gave Medlock. For a kicker. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just on a rant here. I, you know what? I really hope Winnipeg gets this turkey off their back and and wins the Grey Cup eventually, sometime soon. But they're not going to do it with the management team that they have in place because this management team is delusional. Yep.
0: I'm sorry, what 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 really gave them any signal or confidence that he is the guy to take them to the next level? We've talked about this before um, in terms of whether they should go with Trevler or whether they should go with Nichols. We all here said that there's a lot of upside with Chris Trevor. Well, when you look at Matt Nichols, what you see is what you get. There's no more upside there. He's, no, he's reached uh, the wall. Get? He's reached
1: his pinnacle. Yes. He's not Safe. getting any better. No, he's not. But here's the thing. If you actually are planning for the future, okay, which you're, you, sh- you should always be planning for the future. And you never want to say that I'm going to throw next season away. Okay. But Chris Strebler not ready to be a starting quarterback in the CFL. So if that's they-
0: no, hey, probably he probably is no.
1: He needs to sit behind somebody for the next season. You have Matt Nichols. Why would you go find somebody else? Knowing the only way that you would do that is if Mike Riley fell into your lap. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that Winnipeg's offensive line is fairly good and I believe they have some decent receivers, although they could use a couple extra. Mm-hmm. I think Mitchell might be a good fit in Winnipeg. But I really don't see him leaving Calgary. Yeah. Not, you know, I just don't see him leaving Calgary. He, he'd be a fool, too. Mhm. So, we're going back to the beginning of the se- segment here. This is uh Mike Riley says that he's taking free agency slowly. Is this a bad sign for Edmonton? What do you think's going to happen with Mike Riley? I I we're we're very biased. So Will, tell us what you think. You think that Mike Riley's going to do?
2: I think he's either going to sign in Edmonton or he's going to sign in BC. I think those are the only two places he's going to go. I'm sure he doesn't sure? want to go to whatever... Well, I'm sure he doesn't want to go to Winnipeg. Not that they can afford to have him anyways, because they got Matt Nichols. Um, I can't see Mike Riley in Toronto. I can't see Mike Riley anywhere but in Edmonton or BC.
1: Okay, I'll give you. And a mean, know, give you and a of course, hold on. And okay. of
2: course, all the all the Kreider fans are telling them that he's going to be in Saskatchewan. No, no, that's just stupid. Because. I know it is, but every free agent is going to be in Saskatchewan, according to Ryder fans. So
1: yep. yeah, no. Okay, so my question to you is, what if Mitchell actually takes his shot at the NFL and sign down there? He's not coming back till mid-season. If he's, got a if he's got cash in the bank, if he gets the signing bonus, it means that they want him on the team. So he's going to stay at least till training camp, which is halfway through the CFL season would Calgary go hard after Mike Riley?
2: I don't think so. Mike
1: Riley would slide right into that position when Grey Cup for Calgary.
2: I don't think so. I don't think they would sign him. Um You
1: don't think so? But okay.
2: You know what? No, no, but John Huffnagel did say this week and he's he admitted himself. John Huffnagel says he's not a he's not a big free agent guy, but he was saying that if guys and I don't know if this is just this is just positioning or bluffing, but he says if guys are not going to sign, he's got to start filling his roster and preparing for next year. So he may sign free agents. You what never know.
1: Every general manager has to do that. If he cannot lock up his players by free agency, you better count on the fact that they're going to go looking for somebody who will.
2: You know, it's very funny because uh, I uh, listened to The Waggle this year, and if you go back to free agency and you're talking about Bo, um, uh, Davis Sanchez says he knows where Bo is going, and he's going to announce it on his podcast next week. So I'll be curious to see what he knows. And he says he will sign in the NFL. So,
1: I wish him luck I don't see it happening mm-hmm. I don't see him being successful mm-hmm. But if somebody yeah, down there is willing know, to put a risk on him I mean
2: Once again, every American kid Every American kid has to try the NFL If they get a chance Because understand something He's not going to make Unless they give him a huge signing bonus he's not going to make that much money because he has to sign a rookie contract, an entry level contract in the NFL. And yeah. I think that's 585 a season or something like
0: that. I think it's 485
2: or 485, whatever it is. So, but you can give him a big signing bonus. So if any team is willing to give him a massive signing bonus, that means they're interested in him. So
1: Yeah, so who does Calgary have in the pipeline? That's Nobody. the
0: thing, yeah. So they're going to they be the market to... for a quarterback, too.
2: Well, but don't forget, they also, number one, they seem to have this endless list of players that they they have somewhere. They also cut their third-string quarterback a quarter of the way through the season, for this guy that came available and yeah. i can't I can't even remember his name, and they are high on him, so Calgary has always been a quarterback factor too. They don't sign free agent quarterbacks to start for their team so but if who knows we're we're in a really different position this year as far as quarterbacks being uh free agents. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of people keep on saying that Zach Kolaris is coming here, and oh, no. like, oh my not... god, no, no, no! no. I'd, I'd I'd throw up and become a Blomer fan again. <sighs> All
1: right, are you talking about this Montel Cozart? Because it's not Nick Arbuckle; he's your number two. The only other quarterback that you have on your the Peters have,
2: have cut Nick Arbuckle twice now, okay?
1: But he keeps hanging around. But you, the, 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 your third quarterback on your roster right now is a guy named Montel Kozak. He's 23 years old from Boise State. Uh, signed as a free agency in August of this year. So that's halfway through the season. Well, that's gotta be who you're talking about, Will.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. And i to, that's to find a too. I, that's, that's all I'm talking
1: about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So uh segment three is kind of what we've just been talking about. <clears throat> Another free agent quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell has been seeking guidance from other former Stampeder quarterbacks like Jeff Garcia, Doug Flutie, and Dave Dickinson about what to expect in the NFL. I hope they said that there is god-awful, ugly defensive lineman that comes storming down on your head because he is not used to that. it's going to be a meat grinder for him he is he is lucky to get out with his life he's not used to getting hit he doesn't play well under pressure look at any game any game that, that Mitchell has ever played where the other team is getting pressure on him and he loses the game and he loses it badly Protect him, and he'll rip the other defense apart. Mm-hmm. But you put pressure on him, and he folds like a cheap tent. Mm-hmm. You got anything to say about this, Will? No, I'm, I'm be wasting my time. I, I I'm
2: wasting my time arguing with you about this.
0: Well, you're so not arguing. Not We're having gonna, a discussion.
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to discuss it because I have my thoughts about him, and you could probably say that about any quarterback. When they're under pressure, no. they don't do well. They well, do well. They say. Mm-hmm. They say. What's the key to beating Mike Riley? You hit him every chance you get. Yeah, yeah so but you still can't beat him. Technically, he doesn't do well under pressure either.
1: Uh, he'll he'll rip you apart with his leg if he's under pressure.
2: Well, that's not, not necessarily true either because you'll get beat up too much. So He does. I mean, once again, you know, I mean, when you're on top, people want to pull you down. So they've said all kinds of things about Bo. And I... You know what? And and I've changed my tune in the last 10 years as far as the NFL goes because I used to like when guys would come from the CFL and be successful in the NFL because that was, in people's opinion, the greatest football league in the world. I don't think that is the case anymore in my mind, okay? I don't believe that. I, I think... Uh, I think Bo Levi has said he's better than 17 of the starters in the NFL. I'm not going to disagree with him. I'm thinking there's three or four quarterbacks in the CFL that are better than the top NFL. than 17 quarterbacks oh. in the NFL. But yeah. they don't fit the mold. They don't fit the prototypical 6'5", 220 pounds and can throw the ball 100 yards, okay? and And so... I, I But I, I I don't think he's going to get the chance he deserves. And I do believe that when he gets hit a lot, he's going to get hurt. And then he will, it's going to take him two or three years, and it's going to go around. He says if he ever comes back, when he, if he leaves the CFL, he'll never play for anybody but Calgary after that in the CFL. That's what he says now, but if they have a quarterback in place, then he'll probably play for anybody. So, That's if
1: Calgary wants him back.
2: You know, I, I'm disappointed that I was di- disappointed when Dave Dickinson left. I was disappointed when Henry Burris left. I was disappointed when Jeff Garcia left. Okay, <clears throat> all those guys have to try, and I can't blame them because all of them are much, much, much wealthier for it. So, Mm -hmm. and it's too bad that this, that it's, and I could go on a rant here about it's too bad that the CFL is not marketed better because I think this is a great football league. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I think the talent level is still there as good as what's in the NFL. And so many people are going to tell me I'm wrong, but I will argue with that till the day I die I just I mean I watched I watched the NFL today and I just can't do it I can't do it anymore because I find it slow my grandmother could get a first down with four tries
0: Hmm.
2: so you know and it's basically run the ball twice then throw the ball then run the ball twice and then throw the ball there's no imagination there at all.
0: So, anyways, no.
1: and be, go ahead. be all happy and pat each other on the ass if you get two yards on a running play. You get two yards mm-hmm. in the CFL, it's a, it's a broken play. Yep. It's not worth talking about. Let's carry on. You're now second and long. <laughs> okay. Orlando Steinauer, thought to be the, in the running for BC and Toronto jobs, has decided to return to Hamilton. Is it only a matter of time before he is the top guy with the Ticats? I think we've all done this, and we kind of all agree that Orlando Steinauer is destined to be the head coach in Hamilton. It is what he came back from uh, Fresno State for it is why he they created a position for him called the assistant head coach exist before he came back mm-hmm. they put him he is the uh, bridesmaid at this point in time he is the lady in waiting
0: mm-hmm.
1: just waiting for June Jones to call it a career or to step down or step somewhere you know that the, the, the yeah. thing that bothers me about Hamilton is why is Eric Tillman still there is he even still there I didn't think he was he's the, he's the general manager
0: Hmm. Are you sure about that?
1: Pretty sure. Let's go look. Huh. Hamilton Tiger Cats Management Business Operations list for the Hamilton Tiger Cats executives. you going down the list. Ticket sales, operations, marketing. Where's football operations? Oh, you're right. I know I'm right, Yeah. you can't find it. mm -hmm. He is the general manager there. Yeah.
0: 2016 to present.
1: Don't see him going anywhere. Or If if he was, he'd be gone. Probably, yeah, you're right. Okay. So anything to add to Steinauer? We know he's going to be head coach, right? Anybody disagreeing there? No, 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 I,
0: no, no. I, he's going to be head coach there.
1: Okay. So with the season now over, there is a long list of free agents on all teams. Who do we see as some of the most sought after free agents this season? Okay. Let's uh, just jump into this segment for a couple minutes. We'll come back to it. Okay. Cause you know, we're going to get into that. We could talk about that one for the rest of the show. Yep. So let's, Let's uh, finish up with the other uh, three segments that you've got here. A couple of them are going to be really quick. Uh, Ottawa GM Marcel Desjardins uh, made comments in a recent article about his strategy for free agency with the oncoming CBA negotiations that drew criticism from the Players Association. Was there anything wrong with his comments and should the player management the common thing with regards to the CBA situation? I don't have an issue with what he said. I think the Players Association, if they're having an issue with what he said, then maybe they shouldn't be putting him in a position to say these things. Um, general managers right now have signed the majority of their players that want to work want to play for them next year. If they have any players in there that are waiting for the new CBA, then they have to fill those positions because you don't know whether or not going to do it. If a player holds off until after the CBA is signed, hoping that he's going to get more money, there may not be a roster position for you. Mm-hmm. You may be sitting out waiting for an injury. Okay, waiting for training camp cuts. Is that how you wish as a veteran to be? No. You want to be signed up, locked up, tied up, and on a team. Mm-hmm. So anybody who is anybody in this league is going to be signed before free agency, and anybody who is going to be signed after free agency is being doing that because they want to go to another team or their team is not interested in signing them. So Marcel Desjardins spoke the truth. He spoke his mind and if the association has a problem with that so be it they're not There's his big thing was is there's not going to be a huge increase to the salary cap anybody who thinks there's going to be a huge increase to the salary cap because of this AAF down in the states is an idiot it's not going to happen the teams are not going to magically produce a amounts of money to just raise this thing by a million dollars it's going to go up maybe a hundred grand it's it last last eba didn't it go up a hundred grand and then fifty thousand dollars a year
0: something like that yeah
1: i I, I, that's exactly what i expected to happen again Mm -hmm. okay they're getting less than 5.5 million dollars per year right now and if it comes I don't know. It's just I don't see anything wrong with the, what he said. I don't I don't disagree with him one iota. Charles, what's your thoughts? You read that article?
0: Yeah, you know what? I've got no idea, no reason to have any problem with what Dar, uh, Marcel Desjardins said. He was simply stating a fact and I'm sure the players association are upset and are hoping it's uh, not a fact but it's a fact and you can't just blame the guy for speaking the truth um uh, obviously i'm thinking this is a you know posturing uh by the uh players association because they are about to go into uh into cba negotiations um but i really don't think it's a big deal um i think they were just speaking out just uh put something on the record i don't think there was anything there that really should concern anybody in terms of um of what he said um he again the guy was answering the question he wasn't uh he wasn't saying anything that didn't have any basis in fact so i don't see any reason for them to be all bent out of shape personally i, th- I think it's kind of a non-issue
1: well, I think the funny thing about this was Arash Madani, Sportsnet hates the CFL type of organization. What does he do after talking to Marcel? Uh, uh, Marcel, he runs over right to, the to the Players, Players Association. Association. Wait, this is what he said. This is what he said. What's your response? And, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I looked it when... Do you remember, Will, you You remember this, but I'm sure Charles doesn't. A long time ago, in the late 60s, early 70s, we had a guy named Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite sat there at 6 o'clock every night on CBS TV and mm-hmm. read the news. He didn't comment about it. He didn't put emotion into it. He didn't analyze it. We didn't cut to a bunch of talking heads. He read the news and he allowed mm-hmm. us to form our own opinions and he allowed us to think about what's going to happen next. And at the end of the night, he says, That's the way that it was on June 12, 1968. And he signed off. Do you remember this well? Yep. Do, 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 don't yes. you miss those days?
2: Yeah, I, on, I miss honesty. Yes, I do. Wait,
1: <laughs> Arash Madani wasn't reporting the news. He was creating it.
2: He was trying to create something to write about. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I wish there was more. I wish when you question guys, they'd tell you the truth and not sugarcoat it and be straightforward. It would make things a lot easier, a lot more simple. And I mean, as Mark just made a comment, you know, they're They're talking about the lead minimum being higher. Well, how much higher can they make the league minimum
1: without I raising mean, the really. salary cap right if if you If you make the the minimum higher, that money's got to come from somewhere, so that's coming from your top players. Are your top players going to be happy about taking a discount because you want to pay the rookies more?
2: Well, and I mean they talk about the Alliance Football League, you know, having a bigger salary blah 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 blah. But you know what? There's only 8 teams. So how many positions does that leave open? And don't tell me there's still not guys out there who are going to work for $54,000 Canadian a season in their opening do, contracts. Do, do you
1: remember Do you remember when we had the last CBA discussion when it was 2014? And we, we had a delay in training camp. Yep. And at the at the time I was helping uh, Mike Townsend um uh add in right. a a group of uh uh football wannabes down in the States. Do you know the group yep. that I'm talking about? I, I, I don't remember I, do. I don't remember the name. I don't remember what it's called, but I know what
0: you were talking about.
1: Okay. So so I did this and, and it had like two thousand wannabe Football players. These are people who wanted to play football professionally but couldn't get a job. Some of them were in the Arena League. Some of them were washing dishes at, at, at a restaurant. Some of them were whatever, right? They, they simply weren't, they weren't playing pro football. They were playing semi-pro football or they are playing Arena League, okay? And I said, ask the question, how many people would play in the CFL – for $54,000 a year. I ha- I think I had like 800 responses, mm-hmm. and most of them said they would play for half of that. Okay? They're mm-hmm. prepared to pay for $28,000 a year, $27,000 a year. Yeah. So please do not assume that we need to raise the league minimum or we're going to lose players. Because the difference between a 443 and a 445 is not that much, but there's about 10,000 players in between.
2: You know, and I look at it this way and I guess I don't look at it like a football player, okay? If someone paid me $54,000 to play football for 6 months, I guarantee you I would make a hundred thousand dollars that year because I have an extra six months of free time to make more money, okay And don't tell me they can't they they can't get a job cause they need to train bullshit. Mm-hmm. You can always make time to train. And if you play for a professional sporting team, you probably have a lot more opportunities than other people do to get other jobs elsewhere. Yes, and on top of that, and I don't know how true it is, a lot of these guys are university educated. Don't tell me they can't get jobs. Mm-hmm. you know if if i'm a if I'm a guy in the c f the first thing I do after my season is over. I go sell cars for a living and I'll sell them off my name. Okay. It's that simple. So I think it's a bunch of bullshit. People, Mm -hmm. people, people are always looking for other people to help them out. There's only one person that helps you out and that's yourself. It's that simple. But I think like a 56 year old white guy. So what can I say?
0: Mm Hmm.
1: I don't know it's just it's it's a weird one, it's a weird one, okay, so moving on Charles, did you go on this one? uh, no, but
0: I mean you gotta look at it too uh these guys they have other opportunities in terms of uh making money through endorsement and stuff like that. I do think you will see a raise in the salary cap. I don't think it's going to be a ginormous raise, I think it'll be a token. Because it's, what, 54000 right now is the um, uh, minimum right now? Correct. Uh, I see Mark's saying 75000 I cannot see it going anywhere near that high. Um, I don't if it went to 60 i would be
1: surprised. That's I don't what I was know
0: what the, I, I was just, Yeah. I don't
2: know what the if stat get, is, but... Sorry, go ahead, Charles.
0: I was just going to say, if they get the 60000 they've done well
2: go ahead Will. i mean what percentage of the population even makes fifty four thousand dollars
0: in a year it's probably really relatively low
1: okay You're, you're on the right track here will and i'll ask you this this is an entrance entrance level salary right this is what the rookies get. These are 24-year-old 24, 24 guys who are living with their mommy. Okay? They don't need to make more than $54,000 a year to survive. They've got it made. They get housing allowances. They're, everything is fine. They're, they're, they're okay. They're surviving. They're getting They're getting a shot at their best. Now, if they make it in the CFL, they're going to be – Next year, their next contract is going to be worth eighty or ninety thousand dollars. Okay, now they're twenty-seven years old and making ninety grand a year. How how many twenty-seven year olds out there are making ninety grand a year?
2: Not that many.
1: Okay, so the the bottom line thing, as I I honestly think football players are being paid fairly in the CFL right now, in comparison to the reality that. of life.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean people will say that they deserve more because it's a it's a rough sport but that's your choice. Yeah. That's your choice.
1: So if the salary cap is raised or the minimum is raised from 54,000 to $60,000, okay? And assuming that you have 36 players on your team that are making minimum wage, okay? That basically puts 20 people above minimum wage, but 36 of them at minimum wage, which is your, your, you know, your special teams players and you, you know what I'm talking about? It, that's, that number I think is pretty fair. I could be wrong. I could be totally out the lunch. But that is $220,000 more money that's got, got to be added to the salary cap to just keep the veterans at the same level they were last year. Are the veterans going to be happy with staying at the same level they were last year? No. So that means you're going to be raising this probably by another $200,000. You've now brought the salary cap from five point five to $6 million. They're not ne- going to negotiate a $6 million salary cap in the CFL. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's simply not going to happen. I don't know what this CFLPA is thinking because they're out to lunch. By the silence, I don't have anybody arguing with me.
0: No, you're making sense.
1: Nope,
0: not at all. No, I can't disagree with that at all. Okay. It's making sense.
1: It, it, I, don't, I don't see where... They're not coming from a position of strength. They're not. You know? And unions, as a rule, don't think logically. They they think I mean this the whole thing with Canada Post right now is a prime example, okay. But I'm going to give you a worse example. Right now in British Columbia, we have, for some reason, the Steelworkers Union, which is responsible for all of the sawmills in BC. Used to be the International Woodworkers Association, the IWA, but they became the they amalgamated with the Steelworkers. Anyhow, um, lumber pricing's is depressed right now and it's been going downhill for ever since Trump got in. Okay? There are no housing starts. We're in the middle of December right now. And the sawmill in this town just took a strike vote and got ninety eight percent mandate to strike. There are no logs coming right now because our freeze up's been late. So we can't even get equipment into the bush because it's going to sink. So they're not logging right now. The mill is more than likely to say, okay, go on strike. We'll see you in Easter. Yeah. Okay. Now, mill workers, as a rule, are either really old or very young. The very old are already financially established, and that's fine. But the really young don't have the ability to go lose two paychecks in a row especially ones that are married, children, and a mortgage, and you're talking about two to three weeks before Christmas, and you guys want to go on strike? There's no logic. Where Where's the union even thinking, coming up with this idea? The CFLPA is no different. They're, they're just idiots. They're looking for money that's simply not there. Okay. I'm going to move and on all from all too
0: there, often, I... union heads and stuff like that, leaders of the association, they put all these thoughts into the player's mind. And they, they go out oh, and they yeah. promise them the world. And they very seldomly deliver on that.
1: No different than a player agent. No, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, player agents have destroyed more players than anything else. I mean, Casey Printer's point and case right there, you know. Yep. Great football player. Should should never have left BC. Would have been an absolute mm-hmm. all-star. No, 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 no. You're worth way more than this. You get out of here. You've been disrespected. Yep. What an idiot. Okay, next topic here. Let's move on. A recent article in the Regina – this was funny as hell – Uh, Regina Leader Post, asking if the football operations cap is specifically targeted at the Saskatchewan Roughriders, seeing as all teams are under the same salary cap. Is this a ridiculous assertion? Well, considering Calgary actually has more people on staff and spends more money in their off-field football operations than any other team in the league, you would think that this would be... Pointed at Calgary, not Saskatchewan. Why would Saskatchewan think that this is all about them? Because that's what Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans think. It's being fueled by their stupid media in Regina, being the leader Post or Rod Peterson or whoever else is in that ridiculous town that thinks that football, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, football revolves around the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, it doesn't. And no, this wasn't placed at Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but you know what? You should pay attention to it, okay? I know that you guys fought really hard to mm-hmm. get a salary management system in place from years and years ago through because you guys couldn't couldn't afford to field a competitive team, and you actually went bankrupt a couple of times, had a couple of telethons, saved the team, farmers bringing grain, all sorts of different things that happened. But it was David Braley that really saved your team, whether you believe it or not. It really was. And uh, But the simple fact of it is you fought for this salary management program, and then once it's in place, you're the ones that violated it the most. <laughs> so why are you concerned about an operational salary management Are you going to start respecting it? Why would you start now? You haven't yet. I don't know. It just, it blows my mind how Saskatchewan fans, Saskatchewan media, Saskatchewan players think that they're the center of the goddamn universe. Regina's not the center of the universe. Toronto is. What the hell? Charles, what's your thoughts on this?
0: Well, it's funny, earlier on you talked about Walter Cronkite and stuff like that, just reading the news. I don't even think they know what that is in Regina because uh, for some reason, every article they ever write is so slanted towards the riders. I mean, did they seriously, first of all, Canada's ask team. The question. Yeah, Canada's team. Did they ask the question... And then they go off, and an editor of the newspaper actually read this and said, yeah, this is a good article. Are they kidding? I mean, this is really foolish article to write. I mean, everybody is um, under the same salary cap. They do it so spending doesn't get out of control. And then they go off and write this article saying that they put this in place to somehow stifle the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? This just sounds foolish. Is their editor Alex Jones? I mean, come on. It's, got, it's not it's aimed at anybody. It's just aimed at controlling team spending. You're not that important. You're not more important than the other eight CFL teams. Get over your inferiority complex. Get over your, we're bigger than everybody else. You're not. And, and the media, the stupid media in Saskatchewan, and this is why the fans think of it, because the media fuels this crap. Uh, it annoys me. I just read that article the other day, and I'm like, oh, God. Of course, this is from the Regina Leader Post. I get annoyed with it, it's annoying. No, it's not because of the riders. It's to control, to control and stop spending for teams in their management from getting out of control. It's got nothing to do with the riders.
1: This honestly is to prevent teams from hurting themselves. Of course it is. 100%. Salary management is to keep teams from hurting themselves. Because it's mm-hmm. not there to, to depress the player's income. It's not there to depress the coach's income. It's not trying to make one team mm-hmm. equal to the others. It's trying to prevent teams from overspending ridiculously and hurting themselves financially so we end up losing a franchise. We've seen franchises fold in this league. We've seen franchises mm-hmm. fold in every league. And do do they fold because the fans stop coming to the team? No, they fold because they run out of money.
0: Their spending
1: gets out of control. And you've got to spend to win, or so it says. The three teams yes. that spent the most money last year on players are the three teams that missed the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto.
1: So, hmm Will, what's your thoughts stupid. on this? I, it was a stupid article. Salary management of the managers.
2: Um, what Charles just said. It's a stupid article.
1: Yeah, you know, I, without I, question.
2: I I don't I don't I don't care. I'm sorry.
1: You don't care about Saskatchewan management being fired and laid off and and reducing their pay, or you don't care about the league trying to protect the teams from themselves?
2: I don't care about anything Saskatchewan thinks the league is doing to hinder them as a team because everybody's got to play by the same rules. As you said, Calgary was way up there paying people money, and I guarantee you that now that there's a salary cap on that I guarantee you Calgary has a plan. Okay? Because they are a real management team and you don't hear them complaining about
1: much. Okay. Well they haven't come public and said that they're firing a whole pile of people. No they have not. No they have not. So
2: um I don't know. I it's just it's all about the riders. It's Canada's team, I understand that. So uh-huh.
0: I just okay. I legitimately really get angry when I hear someone say that. Yeah, but me it's too. So stupid.
1: So ridiculous. Yes
2: it is. Yes it is.
1: But it's funny as hell.
2: It is it it's a rider thing. It is what it is.
0: The funny part I, is they uh, believe that nonsense.
2: You know, it's, it's quite funny. Last night, my uh, my stepson's my stepson and his girlfriend were over for dinner, and she is originally from Edmonton, and she was Edmonton on the weekend of the Grey Cup, and she said she noticed a whole bunch of Ryder fans around the Grey Cup, and she looked at me and she said, "Don't those people know that they're not in the Grey Cup?" <laughs> and I said. Yeah, probably not, but that's beside the point, so.
1: Well the biggest pro- problem with rider fans is they don't know that there are other teams in the league.
2: No, they don't. They don't. And just the, the only just reason the, why
1: there are other teams in the league is so that the Riders have somebody to practice against.
2: Just just the comment from that person online this week about how Odell Willis's hit ruined the Riders season it just makes me think to myself that they don't know what they're talking about, period. Sorry. And there are some of them out there. We do know what they're talking about, but I think the majority of them don't. Well, you know what?
1: I, it's hard for me to actually argue with that statement. I mean, think about it. Um, Zach Caleros was taken out of the game for the rest of the season by one hit. After Zach Caleros left that game, did anybody honestly believe that Brandon Bridge was going to take the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to the Grey Cup?
2: No, but my point is, my point is intelligent football people realized that Zach Caleros wasn't going to take them to the Grey Cup either. Uh, with that words pop, right out of my mouth. With that pop-gun pop gun offense. It's not like you had the leading quarterback in the CFL with the leading offense in the CFL, and he gets taken out with a late hit. It well, That wasn't the story, okay?
1: No. wasn't a late that hit. It wasn't the story. He won that good. Right. No, I, I understand <clears throat> that, but I... the. The comment from her, or whoever it was, was that that hit wrecked their season. Well, it did. Because Zach Calares was gone. They lost all hope. The players weren't playing, whatever else. Whether they would have gone any further or not in the playoffs is totally and completely irrelevant. They had absolutely no hope with Brandon Bridges quarterback.
2: Guess what? The Calgary Stampeders lost all of their starting receivers for the majority of the last part of the season. There's no way they're going to win the Great Cup now.
1: It all goes
2: that? to attitude. It all goes to team coaching. It all goes to team everything, okay? One yeah, but you man have to admit,
1: is, if, if you lost Bo Levi Mitchell, your season would have been fucked.
2: And if you compare. If you compare Zach Kolaris to Bull Levi Mitchell, you're an idiot.
1: No, I'm just right? saying well, Calgary Stampeders yes, lost they all of their receivers, but they didn't lose their quarterback. If they had lost their quarterback, it would be a different ballgame. I don't care how all-star your receivers are. If your quarterback is not there, then you don't have a quarterback. And and Saskatchewan did not have a quality second-string quarterback. Brandon Bridge is not a, a starter in this yeah, league. Yeah, but whose My fault
2: enemy, is that? It's Saskatchewan's fault. Okay of course it is,
1: but then who's covering yeah, okay. the backup? Wait, whoa, 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 would you, wait, believe, wait, would wait, you have wait. won the quarterback in with Nick Arbuckle? In
2: 2015, when Matt Nick, or sorry, Matt Nichols, when Mike Riley was knocked out for the first nine games of the season, they obviously didn't quit either because he ran the table and won the Great Cup that year. Yeah. So you you got you find alternatives. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, it, it, but it's different to be taken out in week one or week two of the season, or being taken out in well, week twenty-one. But
2: it also goes back to it also goes back to team sport. Okay, it's a team sport. I, if you don't I know, have an I'm, effective, I'm the
1: first one to say that.
2: If you don't have an effective backup, that's your problem. Nobody else's. True.
1: Who, who's the Calgary backup?
2: Uh, you said it, Arbuckle, Nick Arbuckle.
1: Would you would Calgary have won the Grey Cup if Bo Levi Mitchell had been injured in Week Twenty One?
2: Don't know. Don't
1: know. Never I would Would, you, would you bet money it. on it?
2: I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't bet money on it. But as you have said numerous times, Bo Levi Mitchell wouldn't be as good on Saskatchewan or Hamilton or Montreal. And I stand by
1: that comment.
2: Maybe Nick Arbuckle would be better than he actually is if he played behind Calgary. You don't know. Yes, I wouldn't bet money on it. I wouldn't bet money on it because the quarterback, being the backup quarterback, he doesn't get as many reps. He doesn't get to play with the first-team offense. He doesn't have uh chemistry with receivers. There's all those things involved. Okay? Correct. But it but it could happen.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, of course it could happen. You know, the, the, the planets can align and, and miracles can happen and you know we are in the dawning of the age of Aquarius here.
2: Once again that Will's old fallback thing is who would have bet on Marcus Crandall to win the Grey Cup in two thousand and one? Nobody
1: in- Right? So, I mean, shit happens any given Sunday. We know that, the, you know, the, right? the cliches, they're all there, right? They're all there. And they're they are there for a reason because it happens. It right. ha- absolutely happens, right? Who would have bet money happen. that Toronto would have made the playoffs last year, never mind win the Grey Cup? We all Nobody, said that yeah. they were going to be the bottom of the league. Yep. Shit happens, right? Whenever you, Absolutely. you, you we, we open our mouths and say something. somebody out there is trying to prove us wrong. And good for them. Good for them. But the, the bottom line is, that person wasn't wrong. It ended their season prematurely. They did not have the opportunity to move forward because their quarterback was gone the season. I'm not defending a rider fan. I'm just saying that they're not wrong. They're not 100% right. I mean, it's like saying that Johnny Manziel gets knocked out of play in, the, in the week 21 and ended the Montreal season. Well, yeah, there was other things that happened in the year that, that cut your season short. Although Saskatchewan was vying for top spot in the, West, top spot in the league right up to the, the last week of the playoffs. And then they lost until the they
2: met until they met until they met also they also met a better team. yes, that's quite true. <laughs> including four weeks before that when that team played Winnipeg
1: with their top quarterback, they lost thirty one nothing nothing i know i know i nothing. know nothing I know zero i, I had I understand all of that. So you You could have put a pylon in there, and they still would have got zero. They had a pylon in there, and they had zero. Um, Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Their chances of winning another game was greatly reduced by that Odell Willis hit.
2: Sure, or you could say their chances of winning another game were greatly reduced because their defense didn't take their defense didn't take the ball away like they had all season and scored points. Yeah, you could say that too.
1: But of course, of course we can. We can say a lot of things, but it, 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 the fact is, it was greatly reduced without their starting quarterback. And you could say yep. that about any team. You can say that about the BC Lions when Travis Luley went down at the beginning of the season and we got Jonathan Ennings back. Right. Right. And then later in the season, he went down again. Right. Okay. Our odds of winning another game were greatly reduced by our sure. starting quarterback leaving the field. So there, uh, her comment's real. It's valid. Whether it's the only factor, it's the deciding factor, it, it's irrelevant. Her comment is real. And I, I, I don't even know if it was a female or not. It just sounds like a ridiculous comment. And then, then, my, then
2: once, again you, once again, you could go back and say it was a football play. It wasn't a dirty hit. Yes, it was oh, it late a dirty hit. But anyway it wasn't a dirty form. hit.
1: No. I, okay. It, it was a football play. Even Chris and Jones said it was a players, football play and he doesn't hold any. football He'll...
2: players hit each other, some of them get hurt. It's part yes. of the game.
1: Yes. Fact. Fact. And that's why he didn't get suspended like Jonathan Rose did. Okay. Every season ends with a little bit of a sour note. As Ottawa receivers Greg Ellingson was arrested for DUI, well, it wasn't really a DUI. It was failure to produce a breath sample at a roadside stop. What is the appropriate punishment for him? Well, okay, he's not a red black. The season's over. He's soon to be a free agent. you possibly dole out any type of punishment? Who are you? to punish somebody under these circumstances. He's not representing your team. He's a free agent, or soon to be. And, okay, so what are you gonna, what's the Ottawa Red Blacks going to do to him? What's the league going to do to him? Well, the league's not going to do anything to him because they didn't do anything to Charlton Hughes. Saskatchewan put, put him on the bench for a game. Okay, well, you know what? Ottawa Red Blacks will not let him participate in any player-related actions for the next month. So that means he can't go to the Christmas party. Give your head a shake. It's off-season. Who gives they, a shit?
2: Do they have Christmas parties because most of the players disappear at the end of the season?
1: I know. It was. I was being facetious. Yeah. Okay. What can they do? Will, any ideas? What can no. they do to Greg Ellingson because he failed to produce a breath sample at the roadside stop
2: well they can convict him of that can they not
1: Well, we're not talking about the courts we're talking about the ottawa red blacks
2: they can't do anything he may not even be on their team next year
1: exactly he could retire he could get released he could walk in free agency the team could turn around and say well you know you're a bad boy you got a dui we're going to take ten thousand dollars off your salary and he could look at them and say flip them the bird and say there you go bro i'm out of here because he's one of their best receivers what would you? What would they do? He's under no obligation to them. It's ridiculous. No. Charles, you got some thoughts on this one? Yeah, take I a mean, going to take yeah. a counterpoint. You want to suspend them? What do you want to do? Come on. No, Somebody I mean they're take not. Gr- I, I,
0: whoever the, the league could suspend them for a game if they really wanted to. In reality, uh, you should never drink or drive, but. I guess this is probably about, if you're going to get busted for DUI, this might be about the best time to do it right at the end of the year because by the time next year comes out, this is going to blow over and not many people are even going to remember that this happened. The league could send a message and say, we're going to suspend you for a game and so on. But the problem is they've set a precedent. We talked about this back when it happened with Charleston Hughes. That the league did not suspend him at all; it was actually they were a team suspension. One game. They out. In fact, I don't think they even commented on it. So the odds are they're not going to do jack about this situation, and he'll pay his fine or whatever, and then we won't hear about it again. So what fine? Um,
1: part of me. Oh, you mean you mean to the well, courts? I mean,
0: to the to the courts, or the city, or whatever, because uh, yeah. they typically don't put anybody in jail for that, but. Um. Uh, honestly, uh, nothing is likely to happen to this guy.
1: Yeah. Even I, if it I'm was not, during maybe,
0: the season, it probably wouldn't happen. Nothing would
1: happen. It didn't ha- Nothing happened to Carlton Hughes, really. Um, no. We're not condoning drinking and driving. We all think not at it's all. a stupidly ridiculous idea, and nobody no. should do it. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that there is a law against it just yeah. proves the point that there are stupid people out there. Because, you know, there shouldn't be a law that says you can't murder somebody. Okay, there shouldn't be a law that you can't murder somebody. You just shouldn't do it. Okay, it should just be common sense that you don't do this shit. You don't steal things. You don't murder people. You don't drink and drive. And I'm going to put it right up there because it's just as dangerous as armed robbery and major assault, aggravated assault and drinking and driving. It still puts people's lives at risk. It's just as stupid. Okay? But we shouldn't have laws against that because people shouldn't do it. We should be intelligent enough as a human race by this point in evolution that we don't do dumb shit. But there are laws out there because of the lowest common denominator, not because of the average, not because of the elite, but because of the lowest common. You know, it's, it's way down there. OK, there are stupid mm-hmm. people out there and highly intelligent people after alcohol are stupid. OK, so I don't drink and drive. You shouldn't do it. I don't do it. Will doesn't do it. Charles doesn't do it. We've been talking about this offline for weeks. Don't do it. Nobody should do it. The, a, a, a public figure like a football player who's, who's stuck out there in front of all the little kids shouldn't be doing it, Greg Ellings and Charlton Hughes. Okay, I'm done. I'm ranting on that one. Okay, let's go back to free agency. We got 10 minutes. We're going to do free agency in the new year. Mm -hmm. Okay. CFL.ca has put up a free agency header on their drop down banner. It's called free agency official 2019 free agent tracker and free agency headlines. Okay. So if you go to headlines and it doesn't say anything about anything, it says Jamie Nye building his all free agent dream team. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder who he's picking as his quarterback. Oh, he picks Bo Levi Mitchell. What a fucking idiot.
2: (laughs) I like Jamie Nye. I like Jamie Nye.
1: Uh, I, I'm sorry, I just cannot believe anybody would do that. Uh but then I guess you get your own offensive tackles and you get your offensive guard, you get an O line that th- would stop anything. Stanley Bryant, Joel, Joel Figueroa, uh Shane Bergman and Chuck uh Shu Khan is who he's picked as his offensive line with Matthias Goosen as his center.
2: You meant Sook
1: Chung, right? Sook Chong. Sook Kong. Sook Chung. Sook Kong. Yeah, whoever the hell he is. It's just some weird name. I don't care. Okay, so is yeah. He King's then, brother? Yeah, something like that. And then William Powell in the backfield with Brandon Banks, Brian Burnham, Duke Williams, Greg Ellingson, and Mike Jones as, as receivers. Who's Mike Jones?
2: Plays for Hamilton.
1: Yeah. Okay, I see that.
2: He re- he replaced the guy who was the receiver, so they had Brandon Banks too.
1: Yeah, Brandon Banks. Okay, so anyhow, that's uh, so guys, right across the banner at the top there, right hand side, free agency. There's all the the headlines, and then the official CFL or free agency tracker. It will tell you the person's name, the team, the name, uh, international or national player, position, what school they played for. Which I don't understand why that's relevant. And their status. And if their status is there, um, there's a few of them. Like uh, there's a, a bunch of players who have retired. Okay. And yep. they're still free agents at this point in time. Victor Butler's one of them over on the Argos. Uh, he's retired and it's just there.
2: Dan Federkile's name was on the list. He didn't play this year. He's retired last year.
1: Oops. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, it just goes. So no one's likely to sign
0: him. (laughs) No, no, no.
1: So the list is long. Now here's some interesting stats. Where did I see it? I saw free agency by the numbers. Let's go over to the news headlines here. Um, And these were some really interesting numbers. Where is it? Free agency, by the numbers, free agency glance, okay? This is out by CFL.ca staff. These are some interesting numbers. Total free agents, 322. 15 free agent quarterbacks. 26 league low free agents for Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That's rarity, eh? League high, 43 free agents for the Toronto Argonauts. How many players are there on a team, Charles? Um. Fifty-four? Fifty-four, I believe. So that's 11 Argos are not free agents. The entire fucking team. Calgary's got 41, Edmonton 40, BC 37, Hamilton 37, Ottawa 34, Winnipeg 33, Montreal 30, Saskatchewan 26. There are 24 free agents that remain on the list but have retired. It's 137 national free agents and 185 international free agents. Okay. What was that? What, Mark just said something really stupid. <laughs> Drew Willie is the top free agent. No one in, is in his league. Just ask Kyle Walters. <laughs> or Jim Barker. Jim Barker sold a well, farm I'm to keep him in to Toronto. I'm thinking,
2: you know, I'm thinking Drew Willie. Winnipeg has gotten better. I think Drew Willie could challenge Matt Nichols for the starting position.
1: I think he should be in Calgary when Bo Levi Mitchell goes to uh the NFL.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think that'll ever happen, but
1: Gotta have somebody in a Nick Arbuckle or Drew Willie, who would you pick?
2: I, I'm thinking you pull Marcus Crandall out of retirement.
1: <laughs> he would be better better off with uh Carrie Joseph, I think. Sign okay. Ricky
0: Foggy. He hasn't played for a
1: while. <laughs> where's Di- Foggy, where's,
2: Daria yeah. and Durant, where's Daria Durant
1: these days? He'll do anything for three hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: he'll do anything for seventy thousand yeah. dollars.
0: Including sign a team and then say I'm not playing.
1: Yeah. Oh my good lord. Okay, so um what do you think about free agency? Who who's your number one pick free agent out there, Will? You who do you want to come to? Calgary Stampeders? Have you looked at the list? Mike <laughs> Riley.
2: If Bo Levi doesn't Mike Riley. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, a, it's not a tough one, eh?
0: That could be a question to anyone. That would, yes, the fans from every uh, um, CFL team—they'll probably give you the same answer.
2: You know what? Hey, here you go. This—are you
0: guys sitting down
2: for this one? Are you ready? Are you sure. sitting down? I am because I don't—I don't, don't know—I don't know what his problem is but maybe it would be solved if he came to Calgary because they have quarterback coaching gurus, Jonathan Jennings. Hmm.
1: I, I personally think Jonathan Jennings is heading to Saskatchewan. He has ability.
2: I seem to think that too. But I, I don't know why he would do that because he obviously needs help with something.
0: Mm -hmm. And he's
2: not going to get quarterback coaching in Saskatchewan.
0: So you
1: would think that Jonathan – Mitchell goes to the NFL. Calgary brings in Jennings. Go on and win a Grey Cup. He's got enough talent to do that. He'll certainly have much better protection
0: there.
2: Here you go. I'm confused, okay? I'm confused. Because two years ago, he had the talent, okay? Yeah. And, I mean, there's lots of people who listen to our podcast, i.e. Todd Mogey, who thinks he's talentless, okay? But he did win some games for BC,
1: Oh, he looked amazing Let's face it. three years he ago. Did. Absolutely, absolutely he amazing. Did.
2: He did. So what happened?
0: I'm sorry.
1: He to lost. say he lost talentless the edge. is nonsense. I don't think Todd he actually said got he was talent. talentless.
2: Yeah, but Todd is not a, Todd is he, I know not he said he was Jonathan never a Jennings good quarterback.
1: Fan.
0: That's correct.
1: Yeah, there was never Which any I faith also in him. I disagree with. You I, I did. What? I honestly Other thought that Jonathan Jennings could be the next quarterback in BC. I still do. So did I. I don't think he can now with Ed Herbie and Wally gone. Uh, I think he needs to be matured. I think he needs to sit on the bench and watch the game a little bit more. I think he needs to move on. I think he needs a change of scenery. He needs to go to another team. Calgary would okay. be the no. ultimate team for him to go to. He'd be your okay. starter let's next year. let's put it year.
2: this way. You take, you take Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell out of the equation completely, what quarterback would you pick up that's a free
1: agent? Oh, hell, shit, yeah. Him. There's a $10 million question. Okay, you got Brandon Briggs, Zach it. Caleros, Darian Durant, Cody Fajardo, Kevin Glenn, Trevor Harris, Jonathan Jennings, Travis Lule, Bo Levi Mitchell, Bryant Monzi, Dakota Prukop. Ricky Ray, Mike Riley, Drew Tate, and Drew Willie.
2: Okay, well, there you go. You got the answer right there.
1: You Drew take Willey. Bo Levi Mitchell and and Mike Riley out of the equation. Short of Ricky Ray, I if you, I'm not building my future on him, I would pick Jonathan Jennings every single time.
0: There you go. Um, to be honest, I might pick. I might pick Trevor Harris.
1: I don't think Trevor well, Harris okay. is going anywhere.
0: I don't, okay, either, I don't but think he's, he's on going that anywhere list. either. But I just picked him because of that list. Mm-hmm. But, I but I mean, think,
2: uh, you know, out of those top, out of the, all those quarterbacks, get rid of Riley and Bo Levi. You would take Trevor Harris and Jonathan Jennings all day long. Who are you going to pick? Cardi, F- Corey Foggiardo? Like, come on, really? No. who's who's one hit away from not playing anymore. Travis Luley, he's old. Sorry. Okay. Brandon Brandon Bridge can only do one thing with the ball. He can run with it. He cannot read defenses. This year, let's face it.
1: Oh, hell yeah. So do I post this question on let's talk and see in a poll and see who, who wins this poll? So yeah, because you know I want to see. I'd I'd love to see. I want to see who here. the stupid answers are. Okay. I'll guarantee you it's gonna. The number one answer is gonna be Darian Durant. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, please post this.
0: Hey,
1: I will guarantee you. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the the funny thing is, is that these quarterbacks who all have a team beside them, <laughs> the team beside Darian Durant is Winnipeg. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, he did. He did make more money in Winnipeg than he did anywhere else. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he did. It, 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 his his salary was infinite. Right. Seventy thousand dollars for nothing. In fact, I mean, it could have been a million dollars for nothing. Uh-huh. No one got paid more for less. Nobody got paid more for less. Yeah, without question. Okay, anything else in free agency that is a push? You guys want to jump at right now cuz we got a couple minutes left and uh about a minute actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I was no,
0: going su- to suggest I mean. something
2: I was going to suggest something to Charles for next year at the Grey Cup.
0: What's that? We didn't
2: we didn't get enough controversy, so I think next year at the Grey Cup, Charles we have to find ourselves. Let's talk CFL T-shirts, okay?
0: I oh, I agree. Well, I mean, I Should, think TJ said he's going to come come with us next year, and yeah, you want controversy, controversy to drag in me. itself? <laughs> yeah, we'll just bring him around. We'll we'll make sure he wears like a, a name tag so people know exactly who he is. Then they'll have at it. Then it'll be then it'll be nonstop.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I need some bodyguards.
2: <laughs> well, I was yeah. going to say we need to. We need to get Russ there too, okay?
1: (laughs) We need to get Russ and and Tony (laughs) and some really big dudes, okay?
0: (laughs) You're right, we need shirts.
1: Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, let's uh, wrap this show up and go home. Okay, we're going to come back in uh, December, or sorry, January the 2nd. 90 seconds left in this episode okay this has been let's talk cfl podcast episode number 302 i've been your host christopher jones i'd like to thank you guys for participating and staying with us for the entire season listening to it making us the best all cfl podcast in canada or in the world because there's nobody else that rivals this podcast it's just absolutely outstanding pat myself in the back and you guys okay so uh you we're good we're gonna We're going to take a month off, exactly a month, December 2nd to January 2nd. We'll be back Wednesday night right after New Year's to do another podcast and start free agency and coaches and everything else. And, yes, Mark Weddall just puts up his tagline to sign off as BC sucks. Yeah, they did this year. I'm not arguing or disputing that. I'm not even offended by it. Okay, 30 seconds left. Charles, say goodnight. Good night,
0: folks. Thanks for listening all year. Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We will talk to you at the beginning of January.
1: Well.
2: Good night, everybody, and I'll finish the year off with my favorite line, Go Owls.
1: Go Owls. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Play with the family. Take care, everybody.